to tell you how to join us. Here is our co-host, director, producer, Donald the Hammer Schuster. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in Far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Very good morning. Good. Thank you. Morning. I appreciate your support. Good morning, Joe. How you doing? One hundred percent, sir. Well, good. I'm ready to go as well and ready to invite anyone listening to give us a call. Help us get started on this new day, new show, new hour with your appliance repair or your appliance purchase question. So here's the number to call right now. And uh, you uh, do us a favor by helping us get started. And we'll do you a favor by giving you the appliance doctor, Joe Gannon, ready to help you hopefully save some money and get your appliance working right. So the phone number to call right now, 800 Eight five nine zero nine five seven. You want to call us if you can. If you can't call us and you can text us, then do the second best thing and text us and just give us your name and location. We'll get to as many of those as we can as well. But the preferred way is to call us 800-859-0957. That's the same as 800-859-0WJR. Call now. Joe, you right now are on the 2023 Michigan Association of Broadcasters Commercial Market One Radio Station of the Year. That just means in the big cities of uh, Michigan, all the radio stations. Last night, WJR was awarded Michigan Association Radio Station of the Year. And you're on it right now. Yeah, well, I'm very proud to be on it. And one other winner last night was Paul W. Smith in the same category, which is, I believe, called Commercial Market One, meaning the yeah. big cities of Detroit, of uh, big cities of Michigan. Yeah. Paul W. Smith got Morning Show of the Year from the Michigan Association of Broadcasters. Oh, really? That's yeah. nice, eh? So you're now not only on a winner, you associate yourselves with Winner Joe, and birds of a feather flock together, and that means you're a winner. <laughs> Thank right, you, right, All right. So, uh, so you were at uh, DeRosier's. Uh, down in Monroe yesterday for I your was, own personal was, appearance at their Tentless Tent Sale, right? Yeah, I was there from 10 until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I met so many people, Donald, and it was so nice to hear the com comments made about you, Donald. I mean, it was, I mean, eye-opening, but not really, because I know how good you are, and uh, our listening audience acknowledges how good you are. They love you, Donald. I got to tell you, they just love you. And uh, they came from all over. They came from Jackson, Michigan, all the way down to Monroe. The three couples came from Brighton, Michigan, all the way down to Monroe. Uh, I met a lot of people. I sat at a table. I talked to a lot of the salespeople there, directing them in how and what to do in selling major home appliances. I had a lot of conversation with our good friend Chris DeRocher, and uh, it's quite a store. It's quite a store. And you've got another one in Sylvania, Ohio. And plus that, in Toledo, he's got, two, and this was eye-opening, he's got two Lazy Boy complete stores, two of them, in Toledo. Uh, he's been involved in the industry uh, 
for a long time. Are those lazy boy, uh, lazy boy stores new? No, he's had them for a while. Oh, I just wow. found out about it yesterday. Wow. So, uh, anyways, I, I, uh, I was very pleased with the day's events. And uh, I met some people. Terry Fournier, who uh, follows me around quite a bit. Donald. We talked to him at the home show last year. Nice man. Fixes everything. A really nice gentleman. And he sat down with us for about an hour. Jim Miller, and Brian will like this, because Jim Miller hired Paul W. Smith at this station in Monroe years ago when when Paul was 16 years old. He got, Paul started in the radio business, and this guy, Jim Miller, just such a gentleman. Uh, Oh, I had... Tons of conversation. Uh, and Chris DeRocher cooked a chicken. He smoked one of the, uh, using, he's full of grills, just full yeah. of grills, yeah. barbecues and all that stuff. Yeah. And he smoked a chicken for me. Wow. I think what, I what ate, you... I think I ate the whole thing. Wow. I'm not sure. But, uh, was, yeah. was it a food truck? Providing most of the food for the guests? Yes. There yeah. was the food truck there, and I, I had a big hamburger, a cheeseburger of some sort. It was good. And then he brought in this, and, and he smoked this chicken for hours, but it tasted so good. I never tasted a chicken smoked. And uh, it's a special uh, grill that he uses for that. Oh, it was just a wonderful day to meet all those people uh, who all stopped by to say hello. I, I had some pictures there, and they wanted a picture, and uh, I had just a beautiful day. I came home very happy, a little on the tired side, I might add, but didn't take long to have dinner eaten and uh, to bed early, let's put it that way. And you're all refreshed and ready to go for the new day. I'm ready to roll. Yeah. Good for you. Well, at 7.52, you will be talking to somebody that we like to have you uh, talk with every two to three months. And that is Kevin Selmeyer, the state fire marshal for the state of Michigan. And uh, Kevin's going to be talking about the latest uh, and what's going on out there, what's causing the problems when we have a house fire and somebody, God forbid, gets killed or whatever in that fire. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll give you a little sneak preview. It's smoke detectors smoke alarms that are not uh, operational, maybe don't have a current battery, or maybe they're not installed to begin with. But uh, one of the things that uh, it always comes, you know, I think it was Vince Lombardi who said fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. And in uh, fire safety, uh, the first fundamental that I think Kevin Selmeyer is going to talk about is you got to have an operational smoke detector. So that's at 752, Joe Gannon talking with the state fire marshal for the state of Michigan. Let's take a first call and really kick this show off. Let's go to somebody who wants to thank you for a referral from Ann Arbor, Joe. This is Trudy. Good morning, Trudy. Thanks for calling. Well, good morning, Dr. Joe. I want to thank you so much for referring me to have the dust cleaned in my house. They hadn't been cleaned for quite a while. And the the servicemen were very, very professional. They had booties on when they came in and out of the house. And and they took photographs before they cleaned the ducts. 
and after they clean the ducts. And it, I, if anybody needs to have duct work done, it's called Dalton's, D-A-L-T-O-N apostrophe S. They were terrific, and I want to thank you for referring me to this company. Well, Trudy, uh, he's been with me on radio advertising for over 30 years now. I've never had a complaint. I've had a lot of people saying just what you're saying. They do it the best way known. They do it ethically. Uh, It's not the most uh, least expensive way to get your ducks clean, but when he's done, just like you say, those air ducts are cleaned in your home and you're breathing clean air. And so and, I and when the heat came on the other night, it it just felt so different. The air felt clean. If yeah. you can feel clean air. Yeah, and Trudy, you've been a good friend to me and, and to Valerie all these years. And it's always nice to hear your voice because I know you're still alive, you're breathing, and you're smart. So, yes, sir. Uh, well, thank you again. And and I'm so glad you had a good time at that get-together last evening. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, well, Trudy. Bye-bye. I will. Take care. Trudy Ritter from Ann Arbor, a highly social lady, been involved in the communities in many ways and someday I'll tell you the story how she lined up a, a, a speech in front of a hundred doctors and nurses and well I'll tell you now how's that and you spoke to those hundred doctors well I said to myself and I said to Valerie we're going to dinner I'm the main speaker and uh what am I going to talk to a bunch of doctors about? They got so much money, they just call for service. They don't fix things themselves. Well, we went to Ann Arbor, and Trudy had all these people lined up, and I was very smart because I had a close friend just like a father to me, Bill Gadsby, hockey player with the Red Wings, Chicago, New York, Hall of Famer. And I said to Bill, how about you and Edna joining Valerie and I? Oh, great, Joey says, and we're going to have a nice dinner. And Bill, bring some pictures, would you? He's got these big, glossy pictures. Okay, he says, but listen, I'm not getting up on the stage. So anyways, they came to dinner with us. And while I'm, I'm up on the stage, I said, Bill, come on up here on the stage with me. And uh, he was too embarrassed not to come up, okay? So he came up and... I said, to you doctors, appliances might not be of interest to you. But this human being here is of interest to you. I said, Bill, how many stitches do you have on your face alone? And he said, well, Edna's been counting them since I was 18 years old. He says, I think think the number was 586 stitches on his face alone, eh? So, Bill, I said, uh, you and I have been fishing together and slept in the same bedroom, and I've seen your body. I says, tell me what parts of your body have been broken. He said, well, I broke my elbow five times. Uh, 
I broke my collarbone once. I broke a leg once. And uh, he goes into his breakages. And uh, anyway, it was so interesting. These doctors, you could have dropped a pin in there. So I said, I said to the doctors and nurses, well, you know, Bill, you got some pictures to sign? Well, they all knew who he was when I was done. Anyway, he sat down at that table. Edna says to me, you know, Joe, we're past our bedtime. I said, yeah, I know, but look, at he's having a good time. He just stayed there and signed pictures for the next hour and a half. And uh, that was Trudy Ritter's doing. There you go. Setting well, all that up. Well, by my account, in that room, they had 100 medical doctors and one appliance doctor. Yeah, right. There you go. All right, it is 620, and the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is brought to you by Banks Vacuum. Banks Vacuum, the largest vacuum dealer in the country. And by the way, I will be making an appearance at Banks Vacuum on Middle Belt in Livonia come the 10th of this, no, yeah, no, the 10th of June. A whale, uh, a whale away, but uh, I will be making an appearance there at the store inviting our listening audience to join us on Banks Vacuum on Middle Belt between 5 and 6 Mile, uh, June 10th. So the best there is in this world, the biggest vacuum dealer in this world, and Ken Bank, well, he knows how to do it, and I watch his people just about every week doing it. They're professionals. They'll fix you up with a vacuum cleaner to suit your needs. And uh, that's Banks. And you can call Banks or look them up at banksvac.com. We're coming on back. And when we do, we're going to be talking to Joe from Holly. We want to be talking to you as well. So right while the uh, commercial break is on and until we come back, give us a call. 800-859-0957. That's 800-859-0WJR. I am your humble show co-host. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster. I'm helping out as best I can this morning. We're being assisted in the WJR control room by senior studio engineer and board operator and co-host of the car show, Brian Morton. And you are listening to the Home and Appliance Show with appliance doctor and uh, consumer advocate, Joe Gannon, on 760 WJR. We are here, We are here to help you, and he is here to help you. He is the appliance doctor, Joe Gannon, ready to take your appliance repair or appliance purchase question. So give us a call right now at 800-859-0957. That's 800-859-0WJR. Frustrated with your current vacuum cleaner? Do what I do. Go to Banks Vacuum with 10 area locations. Here's why. They carry all brands and represent all warranties. Plus, you can try the vacuum out right there in the store, and they will guarantee the lowest price anywhere. Plus, free service and repair after the sale, including free inspections, unlimited vacuum belt replacement, and filter installations. And mention my name at purchase, and you'll get a free gift valued at $79. That's Banks Vacuum. 
the world's largest vacuum dealer since 1956. Learn more at banksvac.com. We're going out to Holly now, Joe, for a question about a garbage disposal on the line, ready to talk to you. This is Joe. Hi, Joe. Thanks for calling. How may we help you? Thank you. Um, well, I have a basically one question. Um, I had a garbage disposal put in, and the, the gentleman was very nice, very professional. Um, and he took kind of a little flashlight-looking thing, and uh, it went beep, beep. And he said, oh, good, there's power, because I was worried about that. Um, and then to make a long story short, he put in the uh, garbage disposal, and uh, all of a sudden there was no power. Um, so it went from having power to not having power to within like a half hour framework. Um, and I've so I've lost power to the garbage disposal, the new one that was put in, and I've also lost power to my microwave. And I had my friend come out, and he has a builder's license, and he. Uh, he was here for like, oh, about two and a half hours yesterday, um, and he did all kinds of tests. He put a new breaker in, um, and he said, uh, well, the wire is probably, there's something wrong with the wire. Um, there's a wire, and it's behind the wall, because he, he tested everything. Um, so he said, well, we'll have to you know, get behind the wall and see if we can find that wire. So that's where we're at now. But my question is, um, it kind of freaked me out um, that I could, like, have power, and, like, the the microwave was working that very morning, and all of a sudden, the power just is gone, and it, that was the part that really kind of blew my mind, and I was wondering if you had any um, advice about that, about how the power could go out in that little bit of time frame. Well, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you, ha- do you have the new style circuit on the wall you know which uh, has a little button when it pops out it's not working i don't think i have that i got we got it's a mobile home we got it in 2003 so it's about 20 years old okay so so it's an old it's an oldie (laughs) well you you probably don't have but that's a code that they use today and uh, I just talked to somebody the other day. I had all sorts of problems. And one of those surge protector, uh, uh, I don't know, I can't think of the name, okay? But uh, it's a circuit breaker. And uh, it was a circuit breaker away from the part that wasn't working in the house. I can't remember what that was. But it wasn't even connected where the appliance was. It was another one down the line that tripped on them and uh, caused all sorts of confusion. But I'm sure if you had a guy there with a home builder's license, etc. Yeah, I'm oh, sure yeah, he, knows he, 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 he knows what he's doing. Uh, my question yeah. was the part that, that really, I, I, almost, I almost had kind of like a panic attack because it just, just threw me for a loop. I'll put it that way. Um, because I, you know, everything was going great. I had power. He's putting the thing in. Everything's honky-dory. And then all of a sudden, boom, I don't have any power, you know. And um, it's it, uh, it's not real bad. I mean, my garbage disposal is not working. I can't use my microwave. But that's about it. Everything else in the house is working. So it's not like a disaster. 
But, uh, yeah. you know, the thing that freaked me out is it just happened so quick. And everything was hunky-dory like a half hour ago. And, yeah. you know, just how how that could happen. So I'm wondering how that something like that can happen in that little bit of time frame. Well, you're going to need somebody with electrical knowledge and experience to find out where the broken wire is. And that's what it sounds like to me. But, yeah. Do you, do you know how it could uh, have broken in that little little space of time oh no that's <laughs> you can't see electricity and you never know what it's going to do and you got to use care when you're dealing with a problem with electricity because right yeah it, it's very it, dangerous. Also is, it also is a threat to your home when you have problems with electricity and especially one like yours I, i'd react to that pretty quick if i were you yeah, well, what what we did was um, he he turned that uh, whatever you call it breaker, whatever you call it, that that is off the the yeah. part where that wire is. He he Good. shut that down. That was so that, smart of him. Yeah. Yes, that so that part's dead. Um, so you know, uh, I would guess there's no electricity going through that that wire that's having the issue. My right. guess would be there is no because he he tur- he turned that breaker off or whatever it is you you turn off he turned it yeah. off so so that is that's dead so you know I'm gonna I'm that, gonna ask I'm gonna line. ask you to send me an email Donald's gonna give out our email my email address and because I'm gonna be wondering about you and your problem and how it was resolved so if you don't mind drop me a note. Telling me what was discovered. Yeah, uh, oh. my my friend is going to uh, he's going to be out uh, on my next day off uh, sometime next week. So he's going to come out, and we're going to try to find that wire. Um, and I'll be happy to email you and let you know what happened. So if you want to give me the email, I will write that down. Let's do it. We'll do it right while you're on the phone. Yeah, yeah do it right on the phone. Uh, you got a pen handy, Joe? Uh, um. Yep. Yeah, I'm making sure it's working though, because my pen's. I do. Yeah, let me get one. Let me sure get one that I that I know that uh, that's working here, because that that one. Okay, I think I got a working pen. If you want to give me that. All right, here it's going to start out with the first four letters of appliance. So you want to write down A P P L. Got it. Then we're going to do the four first four letters of doctor. You want to write down D O C T. Okay, D O. CT, okay. First four letters of doctor. And then it's at, you know, that little at sign. Mm-hmm, got it. And then Gmail, G-M-A-I-L, gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure I got this. Uh, A-P-P-L-D-O-C-T, at symbol, gmail.com. Is that correct? That's it. That's good for you, Joe. And anybody else listening who wants to write to the appliance doctor, Joe Gannon, directly. Okay, thanks very much for your phone call. Thank you. Have a good day. Take care. And thank you for the assist with the email address. It is 635, and the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is brought to you by DeRocher's Appliance. DeRocher's Appliance, downtown Monroe, another store in Sylvania, Ohio. If you want to purchase an appliance and get a lesson on the product itself, which is good, which is bad, what to buy, what not to buy, then let the pros at the Roaches Appliance 
do that for you. It's a lesson on how to buy a major home appliance. And they're also a big Speed Queen dealer of washers and dryers in the whole state of Michigan. Stop by the Roachers Appliance in downtown Monroe. The phone number 734-241-7626. That's 734-241-7626. Mike from Rochester is in the on-deck circle. We're going to be helping out Mike on the other side of this commercial break. We can be helping out you as well. Give us a call at 800-859-0957. If you can't call us and you must text instead, then do that. We'll do our best to get to many as many text questions as we can as well. If you do, give us your name and location so we can personalize the response. But we prefer you call. Either way, same phone number, 800 859 zero wjr i am your humble show co-host i am donald the hammer schuster we're just moments away from the next segment of the longest running appliance repair radio show in america going right through the new center area of midtown detroit in that wjr control room right there in the golden tower of the fisher building it's the home and appliance show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor joe gannon on the great voice of the Great Lakes, 760 WJR. We're here every Sunday morning, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Joe, we're going to give you a choice. After our show is done at 8 o'clock, we could do two different things. One, we could just sign off the WJR transmitter and just go silent for the rest of the day. Or we could keep going with good programming that Brian Morton can tell us about right now. Which would you prefer? Let's have Brian tell us. All right. Let's well, go. since you insist, we'll leave the transmitter on. And we'll follow, we'll follow you guys with JR Sunday with Mark Hollis. We'll follow that with the Inside Outside guys, three hours of them today. And we'll keep it going all the way through 4 o'clock and where the Michigan Panthers will have their home opener against the New Jersey Generals today. Joe, did I mention that Brian Morton is the co-host of the Car Show every Saturday at 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. on WJR? Do you, do you know that I listen to that show? I have since they started. And you know what? I got to say this. Brian is a very quiet kind of guy. But his personality just shines when he co-hosts these shows. And he does a terrific job. I never knew he could talk so much. (laughs) And he he does a great job. Brian? Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. For you, that means a lot. I appreciate that. And thank you for your help with the show this morning. Our phone number, 800-859-0957. 800-859-0WJR. To Rochester we go with a refrigerator question. On the line, Joe, this is Mike. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for your phone call, and how may we help you? Well, good morning, Joe. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of buying like a used refrigerator to have an extra one in my basement. <clears throat> and I remember you saying something about if you move, this would be something I'd end up picking up myself. Um, if you move it and you lay it flat or something, you have to stand it up for a while. And I just don't know. I don't remember what the advice was on how to safely move it and what do you do before you plug it in and things like that. Well, you shouldn't lay it down. That's first of all. Because when you lay it down, the oil in the bottom of the compressor floats through the lines and you have to wait for that oil to migrate back down to the bottom of the compressor. 
And if you don't do that, very good likelihood you'll blow a valve in the compressor and any purchase you just made, you just destroyed the dollar value. But uh, that's the reason you don't want to lay it down. Now, they come from factories laying down. They'll put all the refrigerators in there and standing up, and then they'll pile some on the top, but they'll lay those down. So when a guy delivers a refrigerator and it's been laid down, you must wait two hours before you plug it in. Don't plug it into the wall because if the control is set to on, uh, and you, you'll break a valve and destroy your fine purchase. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so if I don't have a truck where I can keep a refrigerator standing up so I kind of have to lay it down, would right. it be fine to say, fine, lay it down, get it home, stand it up for 24 hours? I like, I'm not in a rush like I have to plug this in right away. It's going to be a spare. No, you, not but if, I, 24 if I do that and just stand it up. No, 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 no. I know you say two. Yeah. But, I mean, so it seems like I could, I could move it laying down if I had to and just don't plug it in for a number of hours, two or exactly. more. Exactly. After I get it home. Okay. Yeah, all right, because, yeah, I say standing it up in a, flatbed truck, you know, just like a, a buddy and me. It just sounds very scary. You you know? Know, <laughs> here's a little advice in buying a used refrigerator. First of all, make sure it's running. Oh, okay. Make sure, make sure it's cooling. And then take a look and see if you can find someone who's got a refrigerator going back to the, the 50s and before that. Because those refrigerators do not consume a lot of energy. Oh. And you might spend 20 bucks for energy on a, a refrigerator that's new, that's, you know, that consumes a lot of energy, but you might spend $5. I've got two of them. I got a 48 Philco and a 51 Hot Point. And they hardly consume any energy. And the nicest thing about them, you can get the temperature down to 33 degrees in that refrigerator, which you cannot do with a current refrigerator. But you can get it to be so cold, you're just above the freezing mark, which helps, first of all, the products taste better, the pop, the beer, whatever you're drinking, tastes better because it's cold. I like to drink milk, and I like that milk to be cold. I grew up on milk that was cold, and uh, it, it it's a great benefit to you. Yeah, if I can follow up, I I called you about my current basement fridge that died, uh -huh. and and you told me what to do. A couple of things, and one thing you said: take the dial. You know, it controls the temperature between one and five. How cold you want it to be? Pull right. it off, and behind there, there's this little thing, whatever, with wires and stuff. And I did yeah. that, and I took a screwdriver and touched together the two leads or whatever that, that normally, yeah. you know, they're not touching, and the motor immediately kicked on. So uh -huh. I kind of looked for that part. <clears throat> it's very hard because it's a very old fridge, and you literally nobody has the instructions that, for that, that particular fridge on the ski, schematics and all that. Uh -huh. But I found a part that seemed like this is it. This would do it. It's like a hundred dollars, 
But then when I look at the part, it's got this big long tail kind of thing coming off it that I don't know exactly what it does, but it's this big long thing. And in the side of my fridge, behind that little cap that rotates for the cold temperature, behind there, that this big long thing just comes out and goes into the wall of the fridge. Right. So I thought, I'll buy this thing. I have no idea where that thing goes or what I have to take apart the inside of my refrigerator. Yeah, and virtually that goes to the evaporator coil, and it's attached there with a little clip of some sort, and that's your thermostat. That There's a fluid inside that right. little wire that expands and contracts, okay? And that's what tells your compressor to come on and off. Yeah, but, but like you, I said, there's, but there's you, nothing. You've got to get to the end of that long wire. Yeah, so I have to start taking apart the wall of my fridge where this thing goes behind, start right. taking out whatever whatever stuff and just see where it goes. Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. Okay. All right. I gotta see if I gotta see if I'm if I'm up for that or I think, oh my gosh, I'm gonna end up with a pile of parts and stuff all over my basement. Oh no, it's not hard. <laughs> okay. It's not it's not hard. And listen, thanks for your phone call. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you being there. You're welcome, sir. Take care. Joe, one of the advantages if you ever walk your neighborhood is you never know when you're going to run into a new neighbor you haven't met. And our loyal listener, Art Volo, who lives in Novi last night, was walking the neighborhood, yeah. had a new friend, and guess who it turned out to be? Who? Pete, the owner of Sharon's Heating and Cooling. Really? How about that? So with that, I'm happy to say that the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is presented to you by Sharon's Heating and Air Conditioning. You know, that's a nice thing to have happen. I'm sure Pete was wearing a jacket or something because Art wouldn't recognize who he was unless he had some marking on him. And, I, you know, I'm just picturing. And Art would say, hey, you advertise on my good friend Joe and Donald's radio program. And that's how the conversation ensued. Sharon's heating and cooling. I mean... 40 years Sharon had that business, sold it recently to Pete, a new guy in the industry, but a smart guy as well. Sharon's can do it for you. They've got that $59 tune-up on their furnace and air conditioning. Give them a call. 40 years in the business, and Pete does it just the way Sharon did it. 734 331 8843. That's their new phone number. 734-331-8843. The appliance doctor, Joe Gannon, is here for you. You just got to be here for him and give him a call with your appliance repair question so he can help you out. 800-859-0957. That's 800-859-0WJR. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster. We're just moments away from the next segment. It's the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor. The doctor is in. Joe Gannon on 760 WJR. Tomorrow is May 1st, and that means Joe Gannon's monthly email newsletter is going to go out to anyone who has subscribed recently or resubscribed recently. 
you'd like to get in on Joe Gannon's monthly email newsletter, you can do it for a minimum $10 donation. Get signed up for an entire year. All you have to do is go online and sign up at spectrumhuman.org. While you're there, you can also get updated about the information about their 31st annual golf outing. That's coming up Monday, June 5th at Northfield Hills Golf Club. So to get more information on that and to sign up for Joe Gannon's newsletter or re-sign if it's been a year since you did it initially, just go online to spectrumhuman.org. S-P-E-C-T-R-U-M, spectrumhuman.org. Got a question about the touch pads on his stove, Joe. We're going to Cleveland, Ohio for this call from Les. Good morning, Les. Thanks for calling. How may we help you? Good morning, Joe. And first of all, I'd like to tell you, I love your show because you get the wheels turning first thing in the morning. So I thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Um, On the newer stoves and stuff, the touch pads, yeah, and I know how you were saying about you can put the vinegar on them. Now, do those work? like your cell phones where they it it senses your your fingers on there or do they have the little switches behind them where you can kind of feel them click no uh it's all electronic okay and you don't feel the click in most cases you well, the used older to, ones you used to the yeah older you, you you used to in the old days okay but things have changed and that trick using the vinegar uh, it works, and, and, yeah. and ser- service technicians have laughed at me for years for mentioning this. But um, let me tell you, when I mention it, I tell people, and I've told a few hundred people to do this. It's worked just about ninety-nine percent of the time. So, so uh, the, the the new ones work on the same principle as how your cell phones work with that touch screen. No, listen, I just got rid of my flip phone here a year ago. I still don't know how to text. And you're asking me questions where I have no knowledge of how these things work. I am not an electronic genius, but I preach that cure for so many people, and it's worked for so many. The service industry doesn't laugh at me anymore. Okay, very good. Thank you. It makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Les. Joe, got a question here from Milt, who says, Joe, my mother's bathroom sink drains very slowly. I wondered if you could tell him again that mixture you say to use to clean out the bathroom sink, maybe the same as the toilet, the porcelain. Is that what he's thinking? No, no. Uh, The bathroom sink, any sink in the house, you use a cup full of baking soda, You put it in that hole, the drain hole. You follow that up with a pint of white vinegar, and you gently pour that in. And then you fill the sink with water and let it fill and let it sit for an hour, and then pull the plug and let it drain. The weight of the water, the weight of the water is similar to that of a toilet. The weight of the water helps the toilet to flush things down the drain. Well, the same thing applies to a sink. And one cup of baking soda and one pint bottle of white vinegar. And that'll do the trick in many, many cases. And the other thing is, if you continually pour 
hot water. I'm talking about hot water. 140 degree temperature water is what I call hot water. You can get that by turning up the thermostat on your hot water heater. And if you pour hot water into a drain for 10 minutes, let it flow. Always going to cost you a dollar so to heat that water. But let it flow in that sink for 10 minutes. If you do that once a month, you never need a plumber to unplug the drain in your home, kitchen, bathroom, wherever. And you'll have a free-flowing drain without the need of spending money for a plumber. I'm Joe Gannon, and that's what it's all about right here on the Home and Appliance Radio Program, brought to you every Sunday for you here on WJR 760. During the week when we're not on the radio, Daddy-O, you can always keep in touch with Joe Gannon by emailing him at his email address, the first four letters of appliance, followed by the first four letters of doctor at gmail.com, A-P-P-L-D-O-C-T at gmail.com. But what we want you to do right now during the 7 o'clock news is call us so Joe can help you on the phone on the other side. So listen with your right ear, dial with your left hand. While you're listening to the news, call us at 800 8 Five nine zero WJR. That's eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. And a welcome to you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Sunday morning with the Home and Appliance Radio Program. If you want to talk about your major home appliances, we're here for the next hour, and you're welcome to join us. Uh, washer, dryer, refrigerator, stove, dishwasher, microwave, oven, garbage disposer, room air conditioner, dehumidifier, even the humidifier on the side of your furnace. And the man who can tell you how to join us is our co-host, producer, and director, Donald the Hammer Schuster. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. That's for Judy in Garden City, and good morning, Joe Gannon. Good morning to you, Donald. Nice oh. to have you join me this morning, as you do every Sunday. Thank you. And uh, I just have to say to you, I had a granddaughter graduated yesterday from Western in Kalamazoo. And uh, just a little story. Uh, she was a great softball player and received all sorts of awards and the highest scores in softball for girls soccer teams or uh, girls baseball teams. And, you know, she came out of high school. She was having a rough time. And I can remember her saying to Grandma Valerie, Grandma, I was not very smart in high school, but I'm on the dean's list. And every year for the last four years, she's been on the dean's list. She's going to be a special kind of a teacher. She's going to take a few more years in college to be a special teacher to special needy kids. So that's all coming up in the future. And I'm sorry I wasn't there. 
I had to go to DeRocher's. That's understandable when you're in the radio business and people make commitments. And I made a commitment. But my darling Valerie went yesterday to Kalamazoo and had a big dinner with the family. Oh, thanks to my darling Valerie, who covers for me in so many ways, for being so good. And how did things go for you yesterday when you were at DeRocher's, Joe? Oh, my gosh, Donna. First of all, I have to say that many people asked about you. We talked about your singing. They enjoy your songs. <laughs> they do. It's then, quirky. I it's just, I just heard, I just heard you singing there. And if you had a big band in front of you, you might be just like Frank Sinatra. I might. That's correct. Yeah. The word is might. Yeah, he lost his hair just like. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you you were a point of conversation with many of the people. And trust me, I had many people. I was sitting at a table, and Chris DeRocher spent a lot of time with me yesterday talking about the industry, and he's very versed. And he's a very good appliance dealer in this country. One of the best, if you want a lesson on how to buy and what to buy in the role of major home appliances, he's the guy who can answer your questions. And his staff, his sales staff was all there yesterday, had a lot of conversation with them. They mingled with me very well, asked for advice on a lot of things, asked for my experiences in the past. And as you know, I've been in the industry, well, since 1959. That's a lot of years behind a microphone. In about 50 minutes, 5.0, 50 minutes, Joe's going to be talking to the state fire marshal for the state of Michigan. We like to talk to him every two, three months, and he'll be talking to Joe this morning. That's Kevin Selmeyer, going to be talking about the number one thing we should be keeping our eye on for safety and not having a problem with a fire in our home. And, and we, there are deaths that occur, and they're finding the reason is smoke detectors, not installed, not up to date with a battery, whatever. So we'll be talking to Kevin Selmeyer, the State Fire Marshal of Michigan. That's at about 7.52 this morning. In the meantime, the doctor is in the house. Joe Gannon here to answer your appliance repair or appliance purchase question. You just got a call, and now's a good time to call. 800-859-0957. That's 800-859-0WJR. Call now. That's what Paul from Rochester did. He's going to get his question answered about his GE refrigerator that's making a tinking noise. On the line, Joe, this is Paul. Good morning, Paul. Thanks for your phone call. How may we help you? Thank you, Joe, for taking my call. I got to say, you're the best. You're uh -huh. the best for uh, advice on appliances. Hey, I've got a uh, probably about 10, 12-year-old GE uh, profile side-by-side -side refrigerator. And periodically, it makes like a tinking type noise. The only way I can describe it goes tink, 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 very erratically, doesn't do it all the time. I'm just curious what could be making the noise. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Would you say this occurs like maybe every six hours? Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Because right yeah. now it's quiet. I'm yeah. making a noise. So what? it's got a uh, heater in it that melts the snow 
It's called the defrost cycle. Okay. It happens every six or eight hours on that refrigerator. And a heater comes on. A heater comes on inside the freezer behind the wall. Behind okay. the wall, inside the freezer. Mm-hmm. And that heater introduces 60 to 90 degrees of heat behind that wall. Okay. Now, when you have heat going against cold, you're going to have contraction, expansion, have the metal parts that are there, like the wall itself is made of of sheet metal. And you're going to have sounds that come from the refrigerator that are nothing to worry about. Okay. Yeah, because I'm really religious about, you know, taking your advice uh, on pulling the refrigerator out. And with my shop vac, I get in and I clean the coils out with this brush, Good. long, skinny brush. And yeah. I check, take, take the back off, and I check the the, the, the fan, make sure yeah. it's clean there and so forth. So nothing to worry about. That, that's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. This good refrigerator, so I want to make sure everything yeah. was good with the thing. And you keep maintaining it like you're doing, and you are uh, adding years of life to the product. Good. Yeah, as you mentioned earlier about old refrigerators, my father, which I inherited, gave my son-in-law a 1951 GE, uh, I'm sorry, a General Motors uh, refrigerator that's still running today. Oh yes, I, I know the feeling, and I, I, you know, and they're hard to find where they're in beautiful condition, but there are some out there, and you know, people get rid of them. Uh, DTE will come and pick it up, give you a check for $50, and so will Consumers Energy. Uh, but if you find one like that, uh, yeah, it, keep it. It, was in my, it was in my father's garage. He'd unplug it, stuff it full of newspapers during the wintertime. Springtime, we'd plug the thing in. And uh, when I gave it to my son-in-law, he, uh, we transported it upright in the back of his truck, like you suggested, uh-huh. And uh, we end up respraying the thing, 57 Chevy Teal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like brand new. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, hang on to it as long as you can. Yes, sir. Thank you again. You're always a great help to us listeners out here. Thanks, Paul. Take care. Bye-bye. It is 7.15, and the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is presented to you by S. SPS Glass Block. SPS Glass Block. Well, I'll tell you what's important about them. They will install an egress window in your home and keep you out of trouble should somebody get stuck in a basement because they can't get out. Uh, I'll tell you, SPS Glass Block can take care of that problem for you and they do an excellent job very reasonable cost factor and uh, their phone number well it's 844-482-7378 that's 844-482-7378 well look who's stepping up to the plate and going to get his question answered when we come back after the commercial break 
Jim from Toledo's in line, and you could be as well. We want to answer your question. Why don't you give us a call during the commercial break, and we'll help you on the other side. The phone number is 800-859-0WJR. That's 800-859-0957. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster. I'm doing my best to help out as your humble show co-host. Also helping us out this morning in the WGR control room is senior studio engineer and senior board operator, Brian Morton. And you are listening to the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor, Joe Gannon, on the great voice of the Great Lakes, 760 WJR. We are just a little over a half hour away from Joe talking with State Fire Marshal Kevin Marshall, uh, Kevin Selmeyer, who is the State Fire Marshal for the state of Michigan. Joe Gannon and Kevin Selmeyer a little over a half hour from right now. But in the meantime, we want to invite you to give us a call with your appliance repair and appliance purchase question. It's 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. I got a feeling your answer to this question is going to be an important answer, Joe. Gentleman wants to know about fixing his own microwave from Toledo. This is Jim. Good morning, Jim. Thanks for your phone call. And how may we help you? Hello, Jim. Earth to Jim. Why don't you just address it? The whole issue of fixing your own microwave, Joe. What What do you think in general? In general, and I've made a, a practice since the day microwave ovens were invented or at least when they were invented for home use i have seen evidence many times of people who have died fixing a microwave oven and there's a whole bunch of stories behind the pictures that were sent to me when i was i was the legend of fixing microwave ovens when I worked and spent 10 years with the Amana Corporation. We were talking about this yesterday at, at, uh, at uh, the Rochers. And uh, I mean, there's story after story. There's been murdered, murders committed uh, by putting somebody in the hands of a microwave oven. Now, I might tell somebody how to change the internal fuse that goes bad in a microwave oven. I mean, when I'm communicating with somebody, depending on my feelings on their knowledge, okay, uh, whether I tell them or not, but I will not tell you to fix your own microwave oven there's 4,000 volts in there and when you touch a wire in that microwave oven even though it's not plugged in there's a capacity that will put a hole in the end of your finger and out of the other hand comes another hole out the end of that finger so it's in and out and very quick and 4,000 volts kills you. You don't have a chance to jump. Uh, it's not like an electrical cord for your toaster and you plug it in a wall and there's a spark and you'll pull your hand away. Not with a microwave oven. It will hold you. It'll solder you to the connection and 
have that voltage travel through your body. And I tell people, listen, get an expert to look at your microwave oven. And if you have any questions, you can still call me on the problems that occur with a microwave oven. But I will not tell you how to fix a microwave oven. Joe, tomorrow is May 1st, is the monthly newsletter you send out first of every month, ready to go out tomorrow? I believe it is. It's all been sent to Spectrum, and, uh, well, it uh, happens every month. You must renew your newsletter. It's $10 for a whole year. I mean, you can't buy a hamburger for that price. Uh $10 for a whole year, a lot of people give. We're up to 23000 and I don't know what the figures are for uh, up to today, but uh, I had a lot of, I gave a lot of those newsletters to people at the Rochers yesterday. I had a pile of them on the, on the table, and uh, I gave them a free one. But in the newsletter, it also tells you how to enroll at $10 a month. And I know you say it all the time. A lot of people give it a lot more. But uh, I must thank them all. The monies raised are for Spectrum. I don't touch the money. I don't see the money. It all goes directly to Spectrum Human Services, the top agency for helping people in this state of Michigan. 1,400 employees. Uh, all great people, just wonderful people. And uh, things are happening with Spectrum. And a nice golf outing coming up here in June. And uh, Donald, you and I will both be there, to my knowledge. Okay, we'll ride around. And, you know, with my new hip, I don't have much golf experience anymore. But uh, we'll have a good time with the big dinner coming up. And we'll announce that as we go along. But, yeah, I'm very proud of all the folks who have helped out Spectrum Human Services. And that golf outing to which you refer is the 31st annual golf outing for Spectrum Human Services. It'll be Monday, June 5th at uh, Northville Hills Golf Club in Northville with a 9 a.m. shotgun start. If you'd like more information on that or if you'd like to sign up for Joe Gannon's email newsletter, or re-sign up if it's been a year since you did it last time. Just go online. A minimum $10 donation does it for an entire year. Donate more if you'd like. Go online at spectrumhuman.org. S-P-E-C-T-R-U-M, spectrumhuman.org. You know, it's a problem, Joe, when you got a refrigerator that's not refrigerating. And that's the problem we've got from our next caller from Detroit. This is Janet. Good morning, Janet. Thanks for your phone call. And how may we help you? Good morning, Joe, and thank you for taking my call. I listen to you guys most of the time, so thank you. Um, thank you. With, yeah, so with my refrigerator, it is a Kenmore, and basically it's about three years of age. Um, so I did change the water filter, I think on Thursday, also the air filter. And, you know, you have like the little door, the um the uh, prongs on the door to tell you the temperature and all of that. So yeah. it's it's like a, it's an upright two doors, and then you have the two freezer drawers 
uh, below there. So uh, I did cancel it out and then reset it by just, you know, taking the temp all the way down to negative one to I think a negative came back up to a negative eight. And then it, then I did it with a, you know, and it has the two temp, the Fahrenheit and the uh, um, Celsius. So uh, basically, I don't know why it's not getting cold. It's not getting cold. It's not the freezer. It's not working now, uh, any of that. So I've done this before in the past as far as changing the um, air filter. Uh, I'm sorry, the water filter. First time changing the air filter. So I don't know what the issues may be. What kind of refrigerator is it? It's a Kenmore. It's a Kenmore. It has like the French, the two double doors, the French doors, and then the yeah. two freezer. I mean, the freezer would be the two drawers, the door under that, which would be the two drawers there. Can you can you hear it, Janet? Can you hear it running? I do. Mm-hmm. So the noise you hear is probably the compressor. Okay. Now. If the compressor's running and you're not getting any cold in the freezer, you may have a serious problem there. Oh, my goodness. Don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me a serious problem. This is a three-year-old refrigerator, Kenmore, and beautiful. I like it. It has the water, the ice maker, and all that stuff on it. I'll yeah. put you in the past and say, don't get anything with the ice maker and da-da-da-da-da. But yeah. anyway, you know how we how we women could be sometimes. So we we go for the beauty at times as well. Oh, I, I, I don't believe that happens. <laughs> uh, now, where do you live in Detroit? Well, I live in an area like on Lodge Freeway in Chicago. Okay. Now, I, I want to direct you to a service company. Okay. And I'm going to direct you to a service company in Redford. It's called Homeline Appliance. Homeline, writing this down. Appliance. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, do you have a computer? I do. All right. Look up Homeline Appliance. Ask to speak with Brian. Brian, is that B R I A N or B Y? Oh, it doesn't matter really. Just Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, Brian is Brian. Forget about the spelling. Okay, thank yeah. you. <laughs> so, anyways, when you talk to Brian, you tell him that I recommended him for you. Okay. And he's a very good service tech. Very. Okay. And he's very honest. Okay. So when I give out a when I give out a phone number like this, uh, or when I give out a name like this, uh, as a matter of fact, you have a pencil there? I do, I do. I'm ready well, to take the number a, down. Here's his number. Three one three. Mm-hmm. Five three seven. Mm-hmm. Eighty-five ninety. Okay, that's five three seven eighty-five ninety, and that's Bryant with Home Line Supply. Right, and you call them. Tell them I asked you to call, and if anybody can fix a refrigerator, I know he can. Okay, 
And so you say you think it's a major problem. I mean, it seems as though it's it's not cold. It's like it's not warm. It's it's um it's cool. You know, if you you understand what I'm saying, it's a it's cool in the upper now the upper part in the refrigerator itself. It's colder. Well, not I mean cooler. I should say versus the the freezer itself. Well, I think what's important now is to find out what's wrong and then we'll determine if it's serious or not. Okay. Well, that's, and, that's a better, that's a better word to see if it's serious. Cause I yeah. pray that it's not, you know, something serious with a, a three year old refrigerator and it was sort of, it was expensive as well. So yeah, yeah. exactly. So please yeah. Janet, drop me a note on my computer and let me know what Brian finds. Okay. Okay, real let's give, good. So Janet, th- let's give you the email address right now while you got your pen handy. You ready? Okay, I was going to. Okay, real good. Go ahead. Okay, so it's the first four letters of appliance. So A-P-P-L. Mm-hmm. Followed by the first four letters of doctor. So you write down D-O-C-T. Mm-hmm. At gmail.com. G-M-A-I-L, gmail.com. Okay, I got it. So that's A-P-P-L-D-O-C-T at gmail.com. I love it with our help for getting Joe this morning. Janet just helped us get that that address out. Yeah, right. I love it. (laughs) Thanks, Janet. Well, thank you so much, and you guys do a great job, and thank you for your uh, advice, and I will be getting in touch with Brian uh, ASAP. Thank you so much, and have a blessed day. You too, dear. Take care. Whether he spells his name with an I or a Y. Hey, it's 7.34, and the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is brought to you by Speed Queen. Speed Queen, the product made in Ripon, Wisconsin. And let me tell you, it's American-made. The company is over 100 years old. The company advertises on this radio program. They are selling tons of Speed Queen based on the buying power of our listeners. And look, it's a product that is, well, the literature says you can expect 25 years of life from this washing machine. Well, they say that. They're the only people that can say that. And to say otherwise, well, you can't say this if it's wrong. That's called false advertising. But I'm telling you something, folks. There's a lot of people who have the Speed Queen washing machine. It's American-made in Ripon, Wisconsin. I've been to the factory. I was so impressed. And they continue to grow and grow and grow. That's Go to speedqueen.com. Find out the nearest dealer nearest you. And don't hesitate to buy a Speed Queen, even just based on my word alone. That's Speed Queen, the best there is in the world. We're going to help out somebody on the other side of this commercial break. Might as well be you. Give us a call, 800-859-0957. It's 800-859-0WJR. I am your humble 
show co-host. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster. We're just moments away from the next segment of the longest-running appliance repair radio show in America. Coming right out of that new center area of Midtown Detroit in the Golden Tower of the Fisher Building, funneling right through the WGR control room. It's the great voice of the Great Lakes. It's the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor Joe Gannon on 760 WJR. Every Sunday morning, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m., the Home and Appliance Show right here on News Talk 760 WJR. We've got lots of good programming planned for the rest of the day on this radio station. And to tell us about some of those programs is the co-host of the car show heard every Saturday on WJR from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. This is Brian Morton. And for the record, guys, the correct way to spell Brian is with an I. Just so you what know. an only way, right? I just just want to make sure it's out there. Officially, yeah. it's with an I. Y is okay, but the I is the official. Uh, following you guys, it's going to be JR Sunday with Mark Hollis for two hours. Three hours of the Inside Outside, guys. Other great programming leading us right up to the home opener of the Michigan Panthers against the New Jersey Generals today. That's going to be very fun. Very cool. All right. Thank you very much, Brian Morton. Let's go to Flat Rock now. We got a roper washer that's rattling during the spin cycle on the line, Joe. This is Ed. Hello, Ed. Thanks for the phone call. And how may we help you, sir? I have a roper washing machine. It's probably about uh, five or six years old. And every time it goes into spin cycle, it shakes and rattles. Uh, I literally got to grab it to keep it from shaking so bad. And it doesn't matter if I put a large load in or a small load in, it does the same. And I have no clue as to why. Well, let me ask you about the laundry room floor. Is it in a laundry room or is it on a cement floor? No, it's on. It's in a laundry room. It's on a tile floor. All right. Now, the floor is a very big culprit in a machine vibrating all over the place. If the floor is not strong enough and has weakened in time to support that washing machine properly, you're going to get washing machines that shakes. And that's a known fact. I sold many washing machines in my lifetime, and it happened every once in a while. And the consumer would say, I want a new washing machine. And I would send out a new washing machine. But I used to say to them, look, at, I suspect your floor is causing this problem. And with this new washing machine installed by my guys, if it still vibrates, you're going to have to reinforce the floor underneath where the washer is. An example okay. of that, an example of that is a friend of mine who built a log home in Indian River, Michigan, and he asked me about it. So I said, "You got to put timbers underneath that floor, so that they were twelve by twelves or something like that." But you could drive a train across that living that uh, laundry room floor, and it supported it would support a train. Let's put it that way. So there's something for you to think about. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. 
Well, please let me know what you find, okay? I, I, used I to, most certainly will. I used to also say to consumer, look, if it's vibrating, take it outside. Put it on the driveway. Put it on cement. Level it. And let's see if it vibrates there on the cement floor. They never did. So I was very kind to consumers who had this problem. And Okay, uh, I shall do that. Okay. All right. Thanks, Thank you very thanks much. Thanks for your call. You're very welcome, sir. He has a question about his propane refrigerator. He is from Dearborn Heights, and he is ready to talk to you right now. Joe, this is George. Hi, George. Thanks for your call, and how may we help you? Hello, Joe. I was uh, curious curious as if you would uh, know anything about um, propane refrigerators. Like used in a camper or? Like uh, used in a, in a remote cabin off the grid. Yeah. Is it not working? Well, it's it works, but it's not getting cold enough. Okay, you so me? I'm going to. Go ahead. I'm going to make a suggestion that was made to me, and it's worked several times for people with the propane refrigerator. Unplug it, take it, and tip it upside down and leave it upside down overnight. Okay. Then try it. And if it worked, well... As it has for many other people, uh, I'm going to wish you the best. Let me know. Okay. Like, I've done this before. You know, in fact, I've uh, stood it upside down a couple times. Yeah. And I let it stand even more than an overnight. I let it stand for, like, two or three days. Yeah. And then, I, then I stood it back up, re-hooked re up the gas to it. Yeah. And, uh. Let it stand for another couple, two, three days, and then turn it back on. And uh, it, like I say, it gets cold. It's, it's like about 42 or so in the freezer section, where before when it was working properly, it would yeah. go down 18, 20 degrees. Yeah. And that's what keeps the rest of the refrigerator cold is that freezer section. Right. You know, they're old. They're probably about 60, 70 years old. Oh. They're Cervells. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Yeah. Brand. Oh, yeah. That was a big name in propane. You know, yeah. and they're 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 heavy. I bet you they weigh five hundred pounds. <laughs> I know. It's not like a normal fridge. Right. Well, you, know, you let no me know what happens. There's no mechanical parts in it. You know. I know. So you know, I was just wondering whether there's, there's anything else I could check. You know. Well, you got a thermostat in there, and uh, sometimes a thermostat can react just like you're saying. But uh, I'd try it one more time, see what happens. Okay, I appreciate your uh, input on it. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Take care. Just like a jet flying through the air, it is 747, and the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is brought to you by Protec Environmental. Protec Environmental. By golly, you know, they installed a radon remediation system in my home in Northville before we sold it. And 
They do it very reasonably, and they do a good job. They really do. And they did Trudy Ritter's house. They did Joe Gannon's house. They did Donald Hammer's house. Uh, they are the experts at solving a radon problem in your home. Give them a call. The number is 888-MR-RADON or 888-677-2366. We're going to take a commercial break, and then on the other side, Joe will be talking to the state fire marshal for Michigan. He'll be talking to Kevin Selmeyer. That's on the other side of this commercial break. This is the Home and Appliance Show. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster. He is the appliance doctor, Joe Gannon, and this is 760 WJR. If you ever want to get more information from the Office of the State Fire Marshal for the State of Michigan, you can always go online to miprevention.org. That's M-I as in Michigan, miprevention.org. Or you can call 616-250-4147, 616-250-4147. I'm not sure which is his most important calling in life, Joe. It could be the fact that he's the son of our loyal listeners from New Baltimore, Roger and Peggy Selmeyer, or it might be because he's the state fire marshal for the state of Michigan. Either way, on the line, ready to talk to you, Kevin Selmeyer. Who I heard on the handyman show uh, with the guys, uh, Ken Cavalry and uh, what's his name? Uh, anyways, he was on there a couple weeks back and it was very interesting. And he was with the best there is in the home improvement field. And, uh, well, he did a good job. I heard it all. So, Kevin, now you're on with the little guys here. Yeah. No, I'm and, on with the with the with the big time show, right? Yeah, on, on nice Sunday to morning. have you join us. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's good to be here today. You know, Kevin, I'm reading the little bio you send us, and it's sad. It, it truly it is. is. I mean, yeah. 49 deaths in so far 40, this year. 46 fires. Yeah, as of yeah. April 28th. I mean, that's an increase. Well, you know, we've, we're looking at the data. It is, it is up. It's about a 1% increase. But, you know, at some point, you know, we keep working hard. We've got to get that number to start trending the other way. And uh, that's what we're really trying to do with MI prevention. And that's what we're trying to get the word out is that these folks are not escaping these fires. And that's what we really need to focus on is, you know, kind of almost a pivot here. We start talking about fire behavior. And people understand that, you know, when that smoke alarm goes off or you sense you have a fire, you need to work on escaping as quickly as you can. Well, that's very true. And and I know not just because you say it, but, you know, uh, over 70% didn't have a working smoke alarm. And that's that's what's sad is they died needlessly, you know. Yeah. That, you're right. At, at these 46 fires, 70% of those 46 fires, 49 people have lost their lives this year, there was not a working smoke alarm. Notice I didn't say there wasn't a smoke alarm, right. but there wasn't a working smoke alarm. And that's 
really what we're trying to work with. We've got over 600 fire departments from across the state participating in this effort called MI Prevention. And we are trying to get out to the homes of folks, um, especially um, we're seeing that our senior population in our state, um, who of those 49 fatalities, uh, 63% of them are, uh, you know, fall within, some would say, that senior um, classification. Now, when we say that, these are folks that are living in their own homes that are aging in place, but they don't have a working smoke alarm. And we're trying to change that by um, getting a 10-year sealed lithium-ion battery smoke alarm so they don't have to change the battery. Because that's what I hear from the Michigan State Police fire investigators is, Devin, it's so sad. There's 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 no battery in the smoke alarm or the battery's in there but the battery's dead or the battery's been pulled back um and it never got reconnected so those are the three things that we see with these nine volt and you know getting folks to change over to a 10-year sealed unit we can take that human element of having to change the battery out of the equation every year <laughs> you know it's not a laughable matter you know but I don't know what system you can use. I mean, we're giving so much money away in this country these days, and I don't want to get into the politics of life. But, you know, maybe we ought to offer these people $10, $20 to have the fire department come out and change the smoke detector or make sure one's working. I mean, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about being able to give somebody $20, but I can share this with you. The, the fire departments are participating, um, and we talk about what we're trying to do to help folks. Uh, we had this year budgeted a million dollars to buy smoke alarms, and those are the smoke alarms that we're distributing out across the state to the fire departments. So for the for your folks that are listening that, that don't have a working smoke alarm today um, and are looking to get a working smoke alarm, um, you know, it's, it's quite simply reaching out to your fire department. And uh, I've got a lot of, especially down in your listening area, and really your listening area is the whole state, but, you know, like I said, we have 600 departments that are participating and reaching out to your, to your local fire department and seeing if they're participating. And if they're not, even working back through MI prevention, that we can connect you with some folks who are helping us in some of the areas where we have some gaps. So are you saying that they should call their local fire department or yeah, call that's the you? Best, no, the best place to start is their local fire department. Um, okay. Because, you know, even the, the local fire uh, chiefs and the firefighters share with me, you know, they, they, they see the need and, and, and they see the need on the other end, right? When they go to that fatal fire, um, you know, that's, that's the worst day for a firefighter, too. Oh, um, and yeah. so that's one of the things that we're trying to do is is that we can reduce these fire fatalities. We re actually can reduce the impact of, uh, um, and protect the mental health of our firefighters also. And, uh, you know, that that's also one less community that's impacted. So that, that we're really going, taking it down to the community level. And, yes, ideally, you know, reach out to your local fire department. There, there's a lot of things that they can help you with um, to be prepared to have early warning for a fire. All right. Well, it's nice to have you join us. It's a sad day we have to talk about this. But, hey, maybe the family should get involved in taking care of their parents or elderly. Uh, yeah, Kevin, absolutely. That's a great place to start. Thank you for uh, allowing me to be on, and I look forward to talking with you in the future. Thank you, Kevin. Take care. All right. Donald, I'm taking my leave now and turning it over to you. 
We'll be back next Sunday morning, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. But in the meantime, remember, you can contact the State Fire Marshal Office. Uh, you can get more information online at miprevention.org. M-I as of the first two letters of Michigan, miprevention.org. Or you can call the office at 616-250-4147. 616-250-4147. Thank you, Donald. Thank you, Brian.